0: No trick. Contridge, she balls it with a sweat like a diva. Fell of my legal, I'm not gonna mislead ya. Did that time I make 'em turn up their speaker. Stron on the ting a late wife on the bleeder. They don't know when they, we talking weekly, bringing you content that's too real for TV. Too real for TV. Bringing you content that's too real for TV. No tricks. No tricks. No tricks. No tricks. No tricks. No tricks.
1: For tuning in to Kaz Radio TV, it's your girl Angela bringing you a new podcast called "No More Triggers." Okay, um, the podcast will be about different things that triggers you when it comes to domestic violence, um, child abuse, child neglect, police brutality. Any type of event or situation that causes you now to have a trigger. We want to know what that trigger is. We want to know, you know, about you, about what happened. How are you coping with those triggers? What you do to, you know, just keep yourself going and keep your head held high. Um, So... I'm going to start off with me. Um, it will be times where we will do just questions and answers. I'll have guests on. I'll ask them questions about their situation. And then it will be times where I will do something called story time, where I'll actually let the guests tell their story for the whole 30 minutes from start to finish so we can get more of a clear understanding. Because when people go through these situations. And other people have never been through a situation like that. They can't relate with that person. They can't understand what goes through that person's head. When they are in that situation. You can easily say. Oh that would never be me. But. You never know. I said it before too. So Um that's what the show is mainly gonna be about uh before i get to myself i need to do a couple of shout outs one shout out will be to my homeboy dom y'all know him as trap boy mannequin he made the beat for me for the podcast it's amazing. I love it. Um, shout out to my kids, my baby girl, she was the one that's on there. Keep your hands to yourself. That was my baby. <laughs> that was my baby. <laughs> so my baby. So um shout out to her. Shout out to my oldest son, Martez. Woo woo, graduate from twenty twenty. Um, and shout out to my my middle son, Trey. I love you deaf. He's going to the eighth grade. Um Oh, and another shout out to my cousin Teresa Green. Thank you, girl. She got my hair together last minute for me. <laughs> I wasn't coming on here. My hair looked kind of crazy. But thank you. Thank you. Shout out to you guys. Um, y'all want shout outs? Just let me know. Inbox me, you know. Donate to the cause. You know, do some good stuff for a sister. All right. So I wrote down my questions y'all that's gonna ask myself i ain't gonna ask them all to myself because I don't know how much time I'm gonna have I was trying to time it out and I couldn't get a clear time so I'm just gonna keep going until the main man tell me my time is up all right so I'm just gonna start off by just saying telling a little bit about myself Uh, as I said earlier my name is Angela and I have three beautiful kids I'm single <clears throat> Anybody want to know? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a goofy person too, so y'all excuse me, especially when I'm nervous and I'm nervous. I can't sit still. Um, but uh, I have a associate's degree. Uh, I do dental assistant that's TNA. I do everything. You know, I'm I'm the type of person I want to do everything, but I don't like working for others. So it's like after a while I get Little bored, like okay, on to the next thing. So, I'm trying to get you know my own stuff going. I got a non profit ACL Productions, and that's where I write and I produce and direct my own plays and fashion shows. DJC, it's called uh, Death, Jelly, Change, and that's what domestic violence can lead to. Death, jail or change, so that's the reason why I named it that. Um, but once a year, usually in October, I'll give a big performance and I'll do a play and a fashion show and intertwine them together. And so that way, you can see a great, powerful story and at the same time, see some good fashion. So you know, it's a two in one deal. But thanks to Corona. This will be my fifth year and I'm not going to be able to do it, but I am cooking up something small for you guys, you know, thinking about having a poetry slam. It's going to be called, it's going to called the Black Parade Poetry Slam. And, um, I think it's going to be nice. It's going to have a little fashion twist. So I'm looking for poets, four or five poets. I got one already, so I need four more guys, four more. All right, so back to no more triggers I had to get that out the way because I would forget and then i would be like oh darn I should have said that so I had to get that out of the way all right so back to me but um I model I, I did some acting um again I you know I like to dibble dabble and everything I am taking classes at block hey, um some real estate classes investing classes so and this really it's really nice so it's Something nice new to learn. Okay, so... I'm going to go back to... Uh, a couple of incidents that I had... During my domestic violence times. Um, I was in an abusive relationship for about four and a half years. It didn't start off physical. It went through the phases of... Verbal, then mental, then physical. Um, so the two incidences that I'm going to describe will be um toward maybe probably towards the end. Um so right now we're doing my Q&A and then maybe next week I'll sit down and I will start telling my story. Cuz my story is long, so it's going to take more than 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Let's go back to an incident that happened while you were in that situation. Okay. So one incident that I remember happening to me was when we were arguing I don't like to argue you know it's always something about something stupid but we were arguing and it's bad for my soul so I wanted to leave because he wouldn't leave so I'm like okay if you're not gonna leave I'm gonna leave even though it was my place And I went to go leave. And next thing I know, I just hear him running up behind me. Took me up 360. Boom. Slammed me down on the floor. Now We had no carpet or nothing. And at first when I got up, I didn't think anything was wrong. Because I'm still trying to just get up to get out. Because I ain't got time for it. So, I'm trying to get up. And I noticed that I can't. I can't, you know, sit on, sit on my foot. So I'm like, oh my goodness, like something wrong with my foot. Uh, ended up stumbling out of the front door and my neighbor so happened to see me and they ended up helping me and took me to the hospital. I come to find out he broke uh, two of my toes. I thought my foot was broke, but it was just two of my toes that he, he broke that day just from him slamming me down on the floor. Um, it's a lot more incidents. I'm trying to just pinpoint a couple. Uh, another incident was when again he was arguing. He was, you know, he liked to pick fights and, and things about little stuff. I'm the quiet, goofy type. I don't be want to argue, but anything that don't didn't go his way at that moment, it was an argument. It was like I couldn't say no, so. I remember what we was talking about this time But again I went to go leave or walk away And he came from behind again and pushed me But this time when he pushed me I when I I pushed or fell forward And I hit my head Like on the edge of It was like a, a table that we had in there And the uh, next thing I know I just remember like blood like dripping drip, Dripping out the middle of my head And he had slipped my head open you know at the at the moment it's just like be you will generally rushing to be want to just get out that situation i didn't realize my my forehead was bleeding until after the fact and i went to the hospital um so those are a couple of incidences what was the final straw and how did i leave my situation so again we was together for about four and a half years um the final straw for me was when we walked my um, oldest son to school. Mind you, I always kept a car. He had crashed my car, uh, so basically I wouldn't have no no vehicle to drive. And you know that was a sense of more of controlling the situation. So now he can't he can he kind of have control of where I can you know limit myself where I can go. I had my car just you know get out and leave he wouldn't know you know where I'm at or where I'm going mm-hmm. so to eliminate that situation he crashed my car but anyway um so that was the, the final straw was me walking with him to take my son to school and I'm getting into a argument on the way back I remember this was after I had my second son and so he had him he decided to go a different direction and I went a different direction and I'm thinking like okay well this would give him some time to cool off so when we get to the house ain't no arguing and I can go to sleep because mind you I worked a third shift job so I was tired and he wouldn't do anything for me but that's a whole nother situation. So, as I'm walking, it's a gas station. And I see a car, it was a car, little, little, small, little blue car for sale. And there was a guy up there cleaning it. So, I decided to ask him, how much was this car? And he was like, 500. I'm like, for real? Now, I secretly been saving up money to get a car. He really didn't know it, but I happened. So, my dingy butt called him on the phone like, Hey. I see this car and we should you should get it blah 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 and the only thing he could say was yeah I see you down there talking to that fool and this, this. I said you worried about who I'm talking to I'm like he's the person stunning the car I can't help it that he's a man that's studying the car I just want us to get a car I'm tired of catching the bus and getting rides I always had a car so I just by his tone on the voice I mean on the phone and I just knew I'm like okay it's going to be an argument when we get home and something just like snapped at me I'm like I'm done with it I don't want to why, why am I dealing with this I shouldn't have to deal with this so I asked the man I'm like look I got 250 I said I don't have the other 250 I said but I'm going to beg my mama for the other 250 I said if you can just please let me get this car if I can get down to my mama's house I said I don't want to go back home I said because it's going to be A fight and I don't want to fight and argue And he was like At first I didn't think he was going to say yeah But he was like yeah Because I guess he heard How he was talking to me on the phone Mm -hmm. So Went to my mom's house Begged her for the money and at first she was like No 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 because you're going to let him Drive it no 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 So I'm like ma, I promise you I said I'm getting out of it You said that before and that's true That's true and you have to be completely fed up within yourself to be completely done. And sometimes we say it, but then we fall back for it and then we go back. So I'm begging her like, my police, I need this money. Da, 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 da that's the only way I can get away. So I get away. She gave me the money. I give it to him. We take care. We got to take care of. I called his family because they really didn't know what was going on in that situation told him what was going on I said hey I need y'all to get my baby out of there for me and then I need y'all to get y'all brother out of there because I can't take it no more and I'm not coming back until he's out of my house that took completely all day to get him out but they finally got him out and um, I think I still didn't even go back until the very next day just because um, I didn't know if he had the, the other key or not So that was my final straw. And that's how I got out of that situation. Let's see. How long after. I got out of the situation. Did it take for me to get back to normal. I can be honest with you guys. I'm still not completely 100% normal. Um, But it took me about. I want to say like. Three to four years to even. Start holding my head head up. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting emotional on live TV. And I didn't think I was going to do that. I'm sorry, y'all. But it's real. And, um... But it took me about two or three years just to hold my head up. Because I couldn't hold my head up. He always wanted me to hold my head down. Couldn't look at nobody. And, um... It was hard, you know, and I still struggle in certain in certain places and aspects and stuff like that when it comes to certain things. So to answer the question, I'm not all the way completely healed. Uh let's see. Oh thank you. Uh let's see when the when the situation was happening how did it affect your relationship with um your friends and family (sighs) Um, the question is after that it was like what friends what family and it's not because my family disowned me it was that he isolated me from my family I couldn't really go to none of my family functions but I always had to go to his family functions and it's just like it was no fair you know and he used to always say well your family don't like me and blah 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 but well, that don't mean they don't like me you know just because you don't want to go doesn't mean I can't go and he just didn't like me to go nowhere without him basically Um With friends, uh, I had friends, I mean, I had friends, I had to distance myself from them because any friend that I brought around, seemed like he attacked them. So he was okay to have female friends, but I couldn't have no male friends. So around this period of time, I called it the isolation stage, where he was trying to get me from everybody and to get me into his own little uh, bubble, uh, let's see. Uh, da-da. did you receive outside help or resources when you was in the situation? Uh, at that time, no, I did not seek, um, outside resource help. I mean, of course I told, you know, friends and family about it, but they can only do so much in the situation. I have the power to leave if I want to. And at the time... I didn't want to leave because I felt like he was going through something and I was trying to be there for him because I understood his pain in a sense, but his pain was like double times three. But what I wasn't realizing was that just because you were in pain don't mean you get to take it out on me because I was just trying to be there to, to help him. Um, and. I thought it was something that would be able to be you know fixable you know like I said it didn't start off you know as him just started pounding on me it kind of evolved into that um so I just want to uh you know put that out there um so now that I got through the experience of what I went through, what are my triggers? Uh my main triggers come from uh I ain't gonna lie, uh the shoot, trying to be bossy. I just don't like no especially you no know, guy that I'm, you know, dating to feel I don't like to feel like he's trying to control me. You know, if I say hey, just for example, <laughs> but if I say hey, you know, I got a bikini shoot down the street, you know, they about to about to do this this and that. I don't need the insecurities. I don't need the oh, how many guys is going to be there? No, you can't go. Oh no, you can't wear that. Those are my are my are my triggers like being really controlling, too aggressive um it's, it's, it's a lot more is a lot more to it that I'll explain um but I'm don't want to take up too too much time with that um after the fact it says it said did I receive help after and yes, I did um I received help I told my story plenty of times to counselors and things like that um, it helped in a way of getting it off my chest. But I don't think it helped me mentally how I wanted to be helped. I don't want someone to just be like, You was right. Mm-hmm. Yes, you was right. I want y'all to help me analyze if do I got a problem up here since I've been in that situation? Do I got a problem? Do I need to get it fixed? What can I do? What steps to take? And that's what I was missing. So I just stopped stopped going. Um Fast forward to now, I can say that I am more aware of situations. Um, I I do see the red flags sooner than later. I take my time. I don't try to jump right into things. Um, and I keep myself busy. I keep myself myself working and um, you know just trying to make a future for me and my kids. And try to you know help others um, with my my non-profit and things of that nature. Let's see. Then it says, any words of wisdom, of encouragement to the audience? Um, What I will say to you guys is if you are in a situation now or if you've ever been in that situation or if you know somebody going through that situation, you have to Be at one with yourself in order to get out of that situation. People's going to be in your ear left and right. But you have to make the ultimate decision to want to leave. It has to be you. You can't go by what other people say and then you end up running back. You have to be completely fed up. And once you've completely fed up, don't feel sad about it be happy I was a ha- I just felt like it was such a weight lifted off my shoulders when I got rid of that situation and um I know I still got a lot of work to do well that's why I came up with this podcast no more triggers so we can we can get through this together and figure out different ways to heal each other and how coping mechanisms and things work for you that maybe others can try um So that was mostly a brief summary of what I went through. Um, Where I want to go is above and beyond. I want to um, travel with my plays and my fashion shows. I want to start off wherever I can doing I want to have the whole month of October booked each each weekend with a different city in my show I want to be able to expand start um, my clothing line you know y'all need anything simple made you know no more triggers By made by me mm-hmm. Wait, this here there you go um, you know get my clothing line out there um, as far as more of my nonprofit, profit I want to open up you know couple of centers i want to open up a center where it's a one-time shop stop uh you can get if you have been in a domestic violence situation or anything like that you could come there you can uh get you know do job job searches housing clothing toiletry any needs that you will need you'll be able to come there and um and i also want a a center so i can do you know, my plays and fashion shows have my, my, my own center. So I don't have to rent for nobody else, you know? So I do have a lot of, a big goals in mind. I also want to take my plays and make them into movies. I am still writing a script of one of my movies. Um, and I'm taking my time on it. It's cause I want it to be, want it to be right. So, um, I definitely got a passion for writing. Definitely got a passion for modeling Definitely got passion for people who've been through similar situations, and I just want us all to get through this together. Uh, you guys can reach me if you guys want to donate, be a sponsor, if you want to be a guest on the show. You guys can reach me on my Facebook at Angela Lane. Uh, you can go to my website, www.aclproductions with the S at the end.org. And you can inquire there, and you can also look to see um, from my previous shows, like uh, previews, snippets of those shows, and photos. Uh, if you have any questions, um, you can also go on my Instagram. Uh, let's see, what is it? Miss Independent A Lane. M S Independent A L A N E. And uh, once I get more information about my show that's coming up, the Black Parade Poetry and Fashion event, i definitely let you guys know. Um, But other than that, I will be signing out. I want to just thank Larry so much for giving me this opportunity. I think, you know, it opens up platforms for other people to, to help them tell their story. And, um... I will see you guys next Wednesday, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. What's what's that? The 15? 15. See y'all 15. Bye.